Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Childhood Rising podcast. This space and this business have been intentionally designed to bring together an empowered collective of parents, educators, carers, and other folk who are all journeying alongside children. Through this podcast and our support services, we aim to raise the well-being of the whole child, as well as the adults who walk alongside them. We talk about trauma-informed caregiving, play, and the importance of attachment, while also not being afraid to cover the difficult but deeply reflective conversational topics too. If you too believe in the inherent wholeness, competence, and contribution children have to offer this world, then you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome back. This episode is one where I'm going to encourage you to really deeply reflect. We're going to be exploring the idea of our personal play history as adults and how this shapes our perceptions and our experiences of play in our adult lives. So for a bit of context first, I really believe in the power of play generally, both you know in terms of children playing independently or just playing with peers, but I am also really passionate about parents and carers playing with children and the therapeutic value that can bring in terms of um, that attachment relationship with that child, as well as that child's emotional well-being more broadly. So the context of this podcast episode is mostly around play with children, and that is from the perspective of attachment play, which is an aspect of aware parenting, which is founded by Aletha Salter. So maybe you can resonate with some of this. Perhaps you can resonate with finding it difficult to play with your children or the children you work with. Maybe it feels like a full body no response when your child asks you to play. You might feel pressure to play with your child all of the time and struggle to navigate that alongside the other demands of life. Or maybe you do find the time to play with your child or children but find it hard to be present in that process or to genuinely enjoy it or almost find yourself building resentment of feelings like you have to play with them. And the flip side of this is that maybe you have really fond nostalgic memories of play as a child and these rich memories might be a source of passion behind why you want rich play experiences for your own children or again the children that you are working with. I firstly want to acknowledge that there are some much wider layers at play here. For a lot of us, we can be parenting in isolation. We might be physically or emotionally separated from our family supports. And while it is amazing to create that village of supportive friendships um, or like-minded parents, not all of us have this. The prevalence of reduced support can also be present, present in lots of professional roles as well. So educators seem to have increasingly more documentation requirements as well as staff shortages among other systemic concerns that all play an impact as to how supported an educator or another professional may feel in their role. It is this lack of community that can contribute to the overwhelm of trying to do it all. When we are living in this place and in this season, it is really hard for us to drop into playfulness. And I want to start this conversation by saying and almost giving permission that it is okay for you to say no to playing with your child. It is not feasible to play with them all day and that is okay. If you think that your child is seeking connection with you, which is often the reasoning behind a child asking you to play, you can ask if they would like to join you as you prepare dinner or complete chores or do whatever it is that you need to do. 
Or maybe you can postpone that play and say that you can join them in play, um, you know, in five minutes if the child understands the time or when you can finish completing whatever it is that you're doing. But I do encourage you that if you do make a promise to play with your child at a specific time, then yeah, I encourage you to stick to that promise. The next tip I have for navigating this is that it can be really helpful if we expand our view of what is play. Playing with children does not have to feel like another thing to be added to your to-do list and scheduled into your week somewhere. Play can definitely look like sitting on the floor with toys in the playroom or in a play space, but play can also look like acting silly as you help your child get dressed. It can look like skipping to the car instead of walking. It can look like using a different voice when you tell your child that lunch is ready. Play can be a series of these small moments integrated into our day. And in, as opposed to viewing play as this, you know, 30 minutes that we've allocated to playing with our child for that day and that's it, right? There might also be some much deeper play layers impacting your ability to play with children. Reflecting on your play history is one of the first steps that I encourage our Raising Play course members to take. I will leave some information about this course in the show notes as enrollments will be opening again soon. I'm going to encourage you to pause here in this podcast for a moment and recall some of your personal play history, uh, some of your memories of play from when you were a child. And you might even like to take this as an opportunity to journal down your answers. The I'm going to ask you a series of questions and um, yeah, I just encourage you to really deeply reflect on what this might have looked like and what this feels like for you. What play memories do you recall from your childhood? Where were you? What were you playing? Who were you with? Recall a time when you were playing with one of your parents or carer. What did you play? How did you feel about it? Do you wish that they had played with you more? And what feelings come up for you when you're reflecting on some of these memories of play? For lots of people, the majority of our fondest memories come from time spent playing outside, usually with friends or siblings, and usually times where play was imaginative and led by us as the child and not an activity initiated by an adult. For some people, you may not have many or perhaps any memories of your parents playing with you, or perhaps you even have negative experiences of play where your play perhaps was even criticized. So how can we find joy in playing with our own children if we haven't healed from our own personal play experiences first? There are connections between your own experiences of play with your parents and how you experience play with your children now. Now, This is something that I work with parents and educators and other professionals on in a much deeper capacity in my one-to-one consultations and support sessions Tapping into play as the adult can be hard if we never had the experience or had a positive experience of being on the other side of that dynamic as the child. So in essence, we can see how attachment play, and I talk a lot about attachment play and how it's therapeutic for our children, but the process and play is healing for us as parents and carers too if we allow it to be. If any of this is resonating for you right now and you want to explore this a bit further, I am offering a free 15-minute discovery call. And in that time, I will try to support you as much as I can 
And we can also, you know, in that time discuss whether the one-to-one sessions or some other type of support would benefit you um, and where you're at right now. And I'll leave a link to this also in the show notes for this podcast episode. I hope that you have taken something from this episode today, um, even just a moment of reflection to bring some things to your awareness, perhaps. I'm sending you heaps of love and the reminder to be kind to yourself today. Give yourself space to sit with any feelings that might be coming up. And yeah, just remember that my DMs on Instagram are always open. I will talk to you in the next episode.